Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, your love keeps lifting me higher and higher. Hey everybody, you're listening to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, the only podcast on the internet that talks about every single Bruce Springsteen song in alphabetical order, even if it means we've got to wait a couple years to come back around to it. I'm J.B. Clark, joined as always by Rob Carmack. Rob, how are you doing today? J.B., we're back to what got us here. We, we're, we're, we're revisiting the good old days. We're going back into the format that got us where we, got, where we, where we started, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, man. Feels yeah. good. We're doing alphabetical Springsteen stuff again. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. It was pre-pandemic. April said, uh, "What songs are you going to talk about tonight?" And I was like, "I uh, it wasn't today. This was like two weeks ago." She goes, "What songs are you going to talk about?" And I said, "I don't know, but I have to imagine there's songs that start with um, punctuation or the letter A." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we should probably clear up the confusion there. We we're an alphabetical podcast, so we're each episode is alphabetically in order. <laughs> And you might we're, be wondering, like, this, we're an alphabetical this song... podcast. That's like whenever you go to a doctor's office and they're like, "Hey, so we do actually naturopathy too," and then they just say something that seems normal to them, and you're like, yeah. "I have to go somewhere." So we're an alphabetical podcast, <laughs> right? And and the thing is, this song starts with the letter Y, but if you if you put it into a spreadsheet, which we've done. It's actually it, it's sorted as the first song because it starts with a, with an open parenthesis. It starts with the open parenthesis, which actually famously comes before the closed parenthesis. Yes, in alphabetical order. Yeah, so it, it's it's weird that we're starting in like season four of this podcast alphabetically, and we're starting with with an open parenthesis. Yes, the open you know, parenthesis. So, so that's what we're doing. So we're talking, JB, as you mentioned before, we are talking today about your love keeps lifting me or. Open parenthesis. Your love keeps lifting me. Close, Close parenthesis. Higher and higher. That's right. This Let is, me ask okay. you this question, though. Okay. And I'm ready for whatever your answer is. Okay. What version of the song are we talking about? We're talking about... That's a great question. We're talking about the two, the, the version, the live version from the 2009 uh, compilation album, tw- the 25th Anniversary Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Concerts. Which, if uh, longtime listeners will know... I reference this particular performance as part of my Bruce Springsteen creation myth. So I'm excited about it. This is like the, I was talking about the rock and roll Hall of fame concert that I watched that with the Tom Morello, Bruce Springsteen trading solos that like, yeah, that was the moment that I was like, all right, I'm in what's next. And they were like, well, there's this record wrecking ball that just is coming out. And then I was like, wow, this is my new favorite record of all time. So this, uh, yeah, this is a really cool rock and roll Hall of fame performance. Yeah, and in fact, we probably ought to talk about this because this this album existed previously, like before it existed before our our last go round. This is our this is my bad because when I put together the master list from the first season, I did not realize that this had been released as an album. I had only seen the documentary footage. I had never seen. I did, I didn't realize they had actually put it on an album, but they did, and so that makes this an official release. So let's talk about the album first, and then we'll talk about the song. So what's going on in this album is, as you mentioned, JB, you've seen this um, and you, you've witnessed. And I, I remember watching this when it first came out on HBO. Yeah. Um, this was a two-day concert series that took place on Madis- at Madison Square Garden on October 29th and 30th in 2009. And the concept of the concerts was to have Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees perform songs originally performed or written by other Hall of Fame inductees. So on the first night, and, and it, they had massive, like, just... 
Every famous musician you can think of was there. And on the first night, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band basically performed the function of a house band yeah. for, the, for the final segment of the show. So lots of famous musicians came out and yeah, performed with Bruce Yeah, they came out for something. Like, did he get an award or something? And then they just stuck around and they, they took the rest of the show out. I, think, I, I don't think any awards were given. I think it was just a concert. Okay. Um, well, but, but it was... Was it were there no awards? Because it feels like this was the precursor to the annual HBO induction ceremony concert. Wasn't this like yeah. sort of the beginning of that? No, I, well, it might it might be the beginning of it, but of like there, broadcasting there, that concert and it not just being like a private party. I well, I think the the thing is the ballots were still out when when the concert took place oh. in October. So in fact, there's <laughs> there's one point in, in a song we're going to get to in a couple of weeks. Um, Bruce Bruce actually lobbies on the stage for the the person who comes out and sings with him, and um, that's right. It's like he he act, he says to into the microphone to all of these basically every voter for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He says this lady here is on the ballot this year. It's an injustice. If there's any justice, she'll be inducted this year. So That's get right. your ballots out and vote for. Her. And so um so so the ballots had not been fully um, turned in yet. So okay. um but th- this was Bruce took this opportunity to campaign for somebody that he really respects. Um and so. So the album is basically a compilation of some of the more memorable moments from the show. It's not the whole show. It's just um, kind of the, the highlights. And the, they close the entire show on the first night by playing this song, Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher and Higher. And they were joined on stage. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band was joined on stage just to perform this song by Darlene Love, John Fogarty, Tom Morello, Billy Joel, Jackson Brown, Sam Moore, and Peter Wolf. Yeah. So that's, that's, what, that's what you're listening to when you listen to this. Uh, I love, I, I, I was listening to this today and I laughed on, I was listening to it on my run and I laughed out loud kind of, you know, if, if you were walking on the trail, when you saw me, you probably would have been a little scared. It was, <laughs> I felt bad because <laughs> I was like, ah, <laughs> uh, I remember watching it, you know, Jackson Brown, like, you know, playing his acoustic guitar, like this rock and roll songs happening all around him. I just remember thinking like Jackson Brown's really doing a lot out there. (laughs) Jackson Brown's really holding down the mix. He always is. Uh, And so then in the song, in the recording, you know, Bruce is like, give it up for my good friend, Jackson Brown. You know, it's like, (laughs) yeah, I just laughed out loud remembering that thought like, man, Jackson Brown's really (laughs) holding it down over there. He sure is. But uh, no, it's great. Everybody's awesome. Yeah, and if you can find the footage, uh, I don't think it's on HBO Max at the moment because I've looked for it. But no. um, if you can find the footage from this, these shows, wa- you got to watch it. It's it's so so good. Yeah, and like however, whatever the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame committee is, the concerts every year are certainly exciting. <laughs> they are, they are. They always have interesting performers and interesting performances. Yeah, I really enjoy them. Yeah, um, and so. Let me ask you, and you may not be able to, to say off the top of your head, is there anyone not in the Hall of Fame at this moment that you wish was in the Hall of Fame? I would have said Bon Jovi until like two years ago. That was yeah, like he, kind he, of my thing always. Yeah. I couldn't even be – I don't know who all is in. You know, like I'm sure there's like seven or eight blues guitar players I can name like right off the top of my head. That You know, like it was like a, not that long ago that Albert King got inducted. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe we started backwards, guys. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's like maybe we should have started with Albert King or whatever. But, like, I, you know, I'm pretty sure that Muddy Waters and Buddy Guy are in there, right? So I don't know. Like, who all's in there? Uh, let me take a look at who's on the on the newest ballot. Um, okay, it looks like the – okay, hold on. I'm looking at 
2022 rock and roll inductees. So the most recent inductees, just I should have had this ready, class of 2022 inductees, Dolly Parton was just inducted this year. Yeah. Pat Benatar, uh, the Eurythmics, Eminem, Carly Simon, Duran Duran, Lionel Richie, Judas Priest, uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Harry Belafonte, Jimmy Iovine, uh, Sylvia Robinson, Elizabeth Cotton, and Alan Grubman. So Devo, Kate Bush, New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine, Beck. Did they all get in, or did they just? I think those they were on the ballot. I don't know oh, that okay. they got in. Um, Tribe Called Quest, I think, is pretty rock and roll. New York Dolls, I think, probably belongs. Beck is like, sure, I don't know. All right, let me see who's who's eligible that is not in there. Oh, there's a big long list. Okay, uh, so it looks like I'm trying to see if anybody. Creed is eligible. Uh, Destiny's Child is eligible. A lot of people you wouldn't. Hanson is eligible. I'm all about that. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, hang on. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I had the most insane Hanson uh, realization this week. Oh yeah. Uh, the song "November Rain." <laughs> okay. Uh, by um, Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Is is Hanson's yearbook or Hanson's yearbook is the song November Rain by Guns N' Roses. I mean, there's a lot of differences, but if you, if you know those two songs, your brain is currently con- connecting so many dots. <laughs> oh, interesting. I just hadn't listened to November Rain in a very long time. And I was listening to it the other day for whatever reason. And then I was just like, and I'm looking through the yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, hit me. Who's who's eligible? Um, nobody. I mean, there's like a bunch of like Limp um, Biscuit, Third Eye Blind is on there. Like just yeah, a lot of '90s acts. Um, Missy Elliott is on there. I'd put I her on there. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's a lot of bands that probably don't need to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, like Creed. <laughs> yeah, Creed doesn't need to. Um, so. I, I Marcy Playground is on there. The Judas Priest no, probably me. needs to be in there. Kind of going down a rabbit hole. Jude, Judas Priest is Dave Grohl in? Yes. Uh, looks like Judas Priest was inducted in 2022. They were inducted by Alice Cooper. All right, that's good. Yeah. Um, Foreigner has been eligible for a while. <laughs> members of Foreigner. I can think of times that members of Foreigner have been in the concerts for other bands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Boston and the B-52s probably need to be in there. I think so. Yeah. That's, that's probably The B-52s right. aren't like a straight rock band, but they've, I don't know, they've influenced so much of like the Athens scene that I think that's important. Rage Against the Machine obviously needs to be in there. Uh, Soundgarden probably should be in there sooner. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about this song. Um, because we, we, we we spent a lot of time talking about the hall of fame and the the concerts, but this is obviously, this is a cover song. This is not a, like, and by the way, if you're listening for original Bruce Springsteen material, it's going to be a few weeks because we had a lot of covers here to, to get through. Um, and this is the first one. This is obviously a cover. It's, it was not written by Bruce Springsteen. It was actually written in 1967 by Gary Jackson, Raynard Minor, and Carl Smith, and originally recorded by Jackie Wilson for his album Higher and Higher, which also w- was released in 1967. Yep. And the song became a top ten pop and number one R&B hit. 
um, when it was uh, first released in 67. So this is a pretty well-known like song from this era. Jackie Wilson obviously is kind of a legend and made this and this is probably maybe his pe- his best known song. Um so that's that's kind of the my my first exposure to this song I remember was when I first saw Ghostbusters 2 when I was a kid and uh that's how I that's I always think of Ghostbusters 2 when I hear <laughs> yeah. this song. It's just a part of the zeitgeist, man. Yeah, it is. It's it's a it's an incredibly well known song, and I, I think this is one of those songs that if you were in the room when Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band like kicks this song into gear, that it's pretty it's pretty much irresistible. You know what I mean? Like I, I can yeah. really imagine him just closing a show with this, and uh, it's 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 pretty. It, obviously, the E Street Band is unmatched. They're they're great, and all these guest performers are great. Um, I so, feel like this is equivalent of like Booker T and the MGs Green Onions as far as like needle drops go. I mean, yeah, it's up there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this performance of the song, it's big, it's energetic. I bet it was absolutely like just complete ecstasy to be in the room while they were performing this. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, what, do you hear anything noteworthy musically? Like I realize a live recording, it's hard to sort of pick it apart like you would a studio, but like what, what do you hear when you listen to this? My whole thing is like towards the end when you're just like, is he asking the crowd to get louder? And then you're like, he's asking the crowd if they want a key change. And then you're like, yeah, let's get a key change. And then you're like, when are you going to do the key change? And And then he does it. And then he starts asking if they want to get higher again. And you're thinking, are they going to do another key change? (laughs) And they're not, they're just trying to get louder. Yeah. And, uh, I just keep, I I think I just imagine a funny skit of like a, um, backup singer, (laughs) just changing keys and getting louder at all the wrong times. Yeah. Uh, but I love it. He's just calling the, you know, he's cause it's so many people, they obviously have rehearsed this song one or two times because there's just so many famous people. Like, but they also all know music really well. So he's just Bruce is sort of playing quarterback. Yeah, that's I mean, it's a good way to put it. Not quarterback. He's playing point guard because it's like a play. It's going out. You know, it's taking more. It's yeah. He's just really moving the ball around, making sure everybody's yeah. got a touch, making sure they get the shots. Yeah, yeah, I like it. He's I, I do too. It's it's a lot of fun. I I don't know. And we talked off air about like, do we really need to like analyze the lyrics to these songs when we're doing covers, like, especially like old classic standards. Like, I don't, I don't know that we need, I don't know that we need to like dig into the lyrics no, of like, no. what was Jackie Wilson really trying to say? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know that it's too deep or complex. It's just a great song. Yeah. Well, and especially a bunch of this like early sort of R and B rock, rock and soul. Like it's so straightforward. That's what's so good about it. Yeah. You know? Uh, so it's a it's a great song. It's it a, is great a great cover song. of a great song, is what it is. I think so too. Yeah, and just the people he's he's like, all right, I'm gonna invite on my my good friend on the stage. You might not have heard of him. He's pretty decent on the guitar. Then John Fogerty. You know, yeah. it's just like, yeah, it's just a good you know Billy Joel. You know, it, it's just it's fun. It's a good mix of performers. Like like I said, I I can't imagine how much fun it must have been to be in the room. Oh yeah. Because uh, a normal Bruce Springsteen concert is already like the most fun you'll ever have, but then you add all these elements that they added and put you know put together a, a classic song like this and just yeah. you know just blow the whole roof off of Madison Square Garden. Well, here's one thing I've always noticed, and I, I thought about it a little bit uh, today, honestly, is that like Bruce can join other bands, kind of you know he's fine at it. He's he's got such a powerful voice though. Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of hard, but anyone can join the E Street Band. And, like, have a blast because the thing that the E Street Band does so well is that they give – 
this like super sort of like introspective reclusive guy something to bounce off of you know it's mm-hmm. like the only thing he can bounce off of in his life is like that and an audience yeah. and so like they're so good at that and so these moments where they're sort of being the house band there i mean like and and there's a reason why these two bands intersect from time to time and do every time they do it's awesome is like the roots and the east street band are very similar and that like they can put anybody over. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like that wrestler who just like really sells it when they get body slammed. You know, they just like, they're so good at bringing somebody up. And, uh, so anytime you get one of these compilations, you know, you know, if it's like the national with so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, I'm like, okay, that seems like too much. But with the E street band, it's like every other, uh, uh, cameo you add, you get more, you know, it's like times two times two. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I've been at shows before where Bruce will bring out somebody who's famous in their own right. Like my very first Bruce Springsteen concert, Bon Jovi showed up. Oh God, that's yeah, and they did so Glory great. Days together. And, like, oh man, it was incredible. That would have been my favorite like musical memory. It's it's one of mine. For How did sure. you it experience was... my favorite musical? Memory? <laughs> I don't know, but I did, man. It was fun too. Yeah. And you just realize, like, and that was the moment that I realized, like, oh, man, everybody loves Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Bon Jovi geeks out over Bruce well, Springsteen. Well, Bon Jovi wrote a couple Springsteen records before he figured out what Bon Jovi was. Mm, I'm sure. Well, then they're both from Jersey. Have so you listened kinda... to that? So, Bon Jovi did a Fresh Air interview that was perfect. It was so good. I don't know. And Terry Gross played some of his early stuff, some of that, like, early EP stuff. And, I mean, he is writing early Springsteen and the Street Band stuff. And it's so much fun to listen to him try and do it. He can't do it. Yeah. But it's good. He's talented. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, wow. This is cool. I'm glad he pivoted. Well, how many Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ballots would you give this song? Oh, this is, I mean, like, I don't know, because it's a cover. Yeah. So can you... But, I mean, like, what do you give Pride and Prejudice, I, like, f- three stars on Goodreads? Like, ah, people need to know. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, like, how do you rate a, a song like this? It's five. You, you know, here's what it is. It's five Hall of Fame ballots. A, everybody in this song is in the Hall of Fame or just about. B, it's a perfect song. C, it's a perfect cover. D, it's alive and everybody's on it. Yeah, five. Let's go. Come on. Okay. I, I totally respect that that rating. I'm a four. Yeah, good. And Somebody's got to ground us. For exactly. Well, no, I mean, for exactly the, the, the reasons you sort of laid out, which is, like, this is great. The E Street Band is great. All the performances are great. The thing is, it, the the original, the 1967 version of this is perfect. It's absolute perfection. And like, I have a hard time for a cover to be a five star cover for me. It has to outshine the original. I got you. And I feel All like right. the original cannot be outshined. I'm a four two. Okay. You don't have to change your rating. No, no, no. I know I don't have to. <laughs> we have freedom here. You convinced me. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and, and a four for a cover like this is, is a strong, yeah. you know, like, because, because they're not, they're not doing anything that Jackie Brown didn't do. They're just doing it bigger and louder, Absolutely. you know, it's, it, they, they didn't like re re envision like what this song is. They didn't take it apart and put it back together. They just do a really fun version of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's a, uh, it, it's good. And I, I wish I'd been there for it, but yeah, I'm a four on that. All right. So cool. Well, we're back to shorter episodes now. We're just now at 21 minutes. So, um, which, which is great. Cause like that's, that's the original format. That's how we, <laughs> yeah, we originally sure, set this yeah. thing up. So, um, 
Anyway, so thanks everybody for listening. And our, on our next episode, we're going to be talking about the song Seven Rooms of Gloom. Seven Rooms of Gloom. It'll be our first Only the Strong Survive song. So get excited about that. And until then, I'm Rob and that's JB. And we will see y'all next time. Mm-hmm.